This is In Tune, the in-series podcast. It is June the 3rd, 2020. I'm your host, Timothy Nelson, Artistic Director of In-Series. Friends, I am finding both the need to say something today and the very real sense of inability to figure out what can possibly be said, to know what sort of language still contains any meaning or value. Many of you may have heard me say that art, which is unconcerned with justice, is obscene. But now I wonder just what sort of art can possibly be more than just concerned with justice. What sort of art can actually make a more just place called Earth? I can't find the answer to these questions, and I have little to say to you today, acutely aware of how wrong my voice is in saying much at all. Instead, I'm going to read to you a statement from myself on behalf of InSeries, and then to share a few thoughts with you. My dear friends, the ancient text of a prophet poet commends to us that there is a time for everything under the sun. I am struggling in the glaring sunlight of righteous protest, anger, and sorrow to understand how this is a time for art, for music or theater or poetry or dance. It is in faith that we believe in art's unique ability to suture wounds that would otherwise impossibly fester. But how can a wound be sutured that is still being inflicted each hour of each day? It is in hope that we see the vitality, courage, wisdom, and diversity of young voices unwilling to go unheard. But how do we still believe in a propensity for change in a system that bears even one of these heinous murders? It is in rage that we collectively feel the obligation to do and to be better, but that rage also seems to be past the very limits of language. Your in-series is committed to black stories black artists, black voices, and black lives, but it is not enough. Opera as an industry, as an institution, and as a body of individuals has failed. In is capitalized in those words to mark how in-series is part of that failure. We repent, and the anxiety I feel about art at this moment is a product of knowing that repentance is necessarily a verb. It demands action in order to have meaning. Our tagline is opera that speaks, theater that sings. By implication, it continues. Opera that speaks, opera that sings, opera that yells, opera that weeps, opera that cries out for justice, opera that prays for peace but opera that refuses to do silence. If our language is art, then so be it. Silence is death. Silence is murder. We do noise. And in doing noise, we do love. Black lives matter, always and essentially. No matter what we have produced, no matter who we have cast or commissioned, No matter where we have performed, no matter why we have defended a canon or a practice, opera as an art form has failed. In-series is part of that art form. 
opera as an industry, as an institution, and as a body of individuals has failed. We repent. We can do better. We will do better. We can do justice. We will do justice. We can do love. We will do love. Black stories matter. Black voices matter. Black lives matter. Always and essentially. I'm sitting here talking to you from our offices at the Source Theater, looking out the windows onto 14th Street near the intersection with T Street in Washington, D.C. It is a glorious day, and the street looks a touch calm, but otherwise normal, which perhaps shouldn't be a comfort in a time of widely spreading contagious disease. The scene here was very different yesterday. This spot was the site of something extraordinary. From the intersection of U and 14th Street, stretching all the way south towards the White House, thousands of people here in the street, sitting or kneeling and silent. It was a deafening silence. I've never experienced anything like it. It's made me think about silence and its particular power. I always teach the silence in a bar of music is undoubtedly the most interesting moment. As a director, I know that the greatest moments of change and transfiguration, the precipice of catharsis, is always in a moment of silence. I think of Pablo Casals refusing to play a note of music on his cello in his native Spain until the brutal regime of Francisco Franco had fallen. I think of Peter Sellers' staging of Claude Vivier's opera Copernicus. Vivier is the greatest Canadian composer, a Quebecois orphan whose entire oeuvre was unafraid to be holy and generously naive, openly gay and terrifyingly himself. After the massacre at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando when Peter Sellers was artistic director of the Ojai Festival, he programmed this mysterious opera as the ritual funeral for a gay man. He hired one of the world's greatest modern dancers, Michael Schumacher, to lay absolutely still, motionless on the stage as the fallen body of that gay man. That is silence. And those silences shake the world with their boisterous presence. Yesterday, the silent community here outside this window was young. At a time when I hope all of us, I know for myself, we find ourselves in rage, in sorrow, in repentance. We can also find ourselves in hope because of their presence. We are in the midst of a worldwide pandemic. The threat of death hangs in the air. These protesters know this better than most. They both live with the threat of death for just living their lives every day. And in this pandemic, they have no doubt seen more acutely the ravages and wreckage of this illness as it sweeps disproportionately through their communities, families, neighborhoods. Yet another inheritance of America's original sin and continued systemic racism. Their presence is therefore an even greater act of heroism, all the more breathtaking, all the more shattering, all the more worthy of celebration. And that is the difference of silences. 
Their silence is courageous. Ours would be cowardice. Their silence affirms life. Our silence brings death that is really murder. Silence is complicity. We may find ourselves at a place where words no longer are sufficient, but let us not forget that this is exactly when and why people do this strange act of singing in opera. This is why opera, this is why music exists, to cry out when words fail. As we struggle to know what music to make, still we are certain of this. We must be a space for noise. Having spoken about Claude Vivier, I was going to end this podcast originally today by playing his masterpiece, Lonely Child, a heartbreaking expression of solitude, loneliness, and the search for safe home. And it is amazing, and you should give it a listen. But I'm very grateful to my friend and soon-to-be in-series artist, Brittany McNeil, for sharing this song with me instead by Leslie Adams to a text by James Weldon Johnson. Before playing a recording of that song by the wonderful baritone Kenneth Overton, I'm going to close out this podcast now and encourage you to go out the door, to go make noise. It matters. Friends, Rabindranath Tagore tells us that civility is the first work of art. Yes, make your lives civil, but make it an abundant, fierce, radical, defiant civility. Be well and be safe. Seems like to me the stars don't shine so bright. Seems like to me the sun, the loss is light. Seems like to me. Since you were
Seems like to me 